Good evening, my Rabbi Sai. We are continuing along in this very crucial Cheshben number 13 here in Cheshben Anefesh of Chavis Avavis. And he tells us that really we have to make a Cheshben to make sure that what we know, what we understand, what we have learned, the levels we have reached, we have to make sure that our actions, our behavior, both in things that we must do and things that we should not do, are equaled up, are commensurate to the amount of knowledge that we have, to the wisdom that we have, to the amount of Torah that we have imbued. So we continue along and he says, because we'll be held accountable on all of this if we come short of what we have to do, as the marshal that he gave. Kol Shikain, we continue along now in this paragraph, Kol Certainly, a person who has been granted even more good than we'll call it the average person. The more good that a person receives, he owes that more and therefore it is appropriate to put effort. In all of your strength. And as when a person is given more, and he doesn't only mean here in a monetary sense that a person has to give more and do more, because he's more capable. But in any sort of kaychas that, that a person has, he's obligated to therefore do more. You know, imagine a person who uh, just finds himself very strong, very healthy, and he doesn't have to sleep much at night. So, if a person wouldn't, uh, wouldn't know this cheshben of the cheves of Abbas, he would say, well, listen, I know you, the average person sleeps around seven hours a night, so I'll just do that. I, don't, I only need five hours of sleep a night. Oh, no, I'll just dibble-dabble around, finding something to do. No, that could be productive time. If a person doesn't need that much sleep, so he should even be getting up early and doing something productive, staying up late, helping people who need help at that time, where most people are not able to to help. That's all part of this. Whatever is within the ability and the strength of the energy to do, a person should must put in that effort. This is the point where she started saying this, Chajbin. We have to make sure that we compare that there's a, 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 a uh, is an equal consideration of the deeds that he's doing to the knowledge that he knows. And make sure that what we recognize, what we appreciate about being a, a Eved Hashem, we put in that effort. Okay? This idea that we must expend that energy in accordance to what we know and, and, and how we know to do in order to do it. Now he gets a little bit tricky to know every person really has to know themselves and has to be intellectually honest with themselves. He says, and basically it means don't waste your time on too many worldly matters because then you may end up becoming wary and not be able to fulfill your obligations in your religious arena. Which means, a person has a certain amount of time, a certain amount of resources, and whatever he uses beyond what he is supposed to, beyond what he is allowed to, for frivolous activities and uh, things that 
don't really uh, serve Hashem, and obviously we mean that are not there for his own uh, peace of mind, for his own recreation, in order to be able to then give him koyach and emotional strength to go further, but it's just totally a waste of time, just because it's just gratuitous, he has nothing better to do, he'll do it anyway, he has the means, so he'll just spend tremendous amounts of, uh, of money that he has at his disposal for things that are not really needed, even for a person in his position. So he says, then a person will become weary and he won't be able to fulfill his religious duties. And here he says an unbelievable idea, which uh, I've never really seen this idea except for something that was quoted in the name of the Chazanish. And that's as follows. He says, that the Almighty that a Baruch who gives a person the strength Hashem gives just that amount of strength that a person needs to fulfill his Torah and to be here in this world and to, to make sure that he does what he's supposed to in this world. And someone who spends it, someone who uses it, someone who wastes it on frivolous things, on luxuries, that is not necessary, that he can really withstand without. Then he will be lacking it, he'll be missing it at the time when he's going to need it. What am I saying over in the Chazanish? The Chazanish would be very careful with his words. He wouldn't talk more than he needed to, more than was necessary. And he's quoted as has, having said that a person is given a certain amount of words to say in his lifetime. And if he just uses it for idle chatter, again, not that that's not necessary, that uh, that doesn't have to be said, just talking without a cheshben for no reason, for, for no purpose, so he said that, that you're going to use up your words, he says. the words. He said the same thing with the amount of steps that a person takes. A person has a certain amount of strength and energy within him to take that many steps that he needs for his lifetime to fulfill his purpose in this world. Now, we're not at the level of the Chazanish to know exactly one second. Am I saying an extra word today? Should I write down how many words I said? No, but at least he gives us uh, some... Pause of reflection, like we have to be careful. Everything we have, we have a certain amount of energy, and it was given just with the perfect cheshbon. Hashem knows exactly what we need, how much we need, and if we use it beyond what we need, really, for our own purposes in this world to be productive or to make sure it's, it's at least directed, directly or indirectly, towards the service of Hashem, then when we're going to need it, He says, it will not be there anymore. So this is an interesting concept to, to, uh, that we must think about. Of course, it goes with the, the overall understanding, like we mentioned the other night. It's Every person is in his own world. Every person is tested in his own area. And uh, we can't look at somebody else and say, well, I see that person talks a lot, that person walks a lot. So he has enough of it. I'll probably have enough too. Everybody's different. Now, people who just 
by nature need to talk more. The Chazanish by nature didn't need to talk so much. And he, therefore he would maybe understood it's easier for him to quiet himself down when not necessary, that was unnecessary to talk, and that's what he did. But even if a person not going to keep an exact an exact accounting of exactly how many steps he takes up, but at least to think about this idea that we're given a certain amount of strength, and beyond that, Hashem says, "Okay, you've exhausted everything that I've given you." Okay, you know the Amaisa that just heard last week with Ravar and Kotler. He uh, used to go travel from from Lakewood, and that particular day was going to Manhattan for a, a meeting, for a fundraising meeting for the yeshiva, and then from there he was going to go on to his home in Borough Park. In those days he lived in New York and would come to the yeshiva basically over the over the weekend and then work for the yeshiva either from New York, from Borough Park, or from Lakewood. So on his way out, the cook of the yeshiva came to him and he gave him three apples. They start heading out and he tells the buck who's driving him, he says, we have to turn around, go back to the yeshiva. Go back to the yeshiva. And he goes back inside, and he puts one apple back. They, can, they go back on their, on their journey, they're traveling, and Rabbaran sees that the Bukhra is quite perplexed, like, what did we need to do that for? So Rabbaran explained to him, he says, you know, the cook gave me two apples. I need one that when I get to the, uh, the, uh, when, on, on the way to the appointment in Manhattan, I'll eat one apple now in the car, and after I'll finish with the appointment, I'll be sapped of my energy, and I'll eat another apple. But then, by the time uh, we get to the next leg of the journey, I'll be home, I'll be in Barabak. I'm not working for the yeshiva anymore. At that point, I'm on my own. I'm not working for the yeshiva. I don't deserve another apple. So, so that's Rabbi Aaron Kuli. He was so oiski He was so thought out in all of his accounting, everything that he did. And he thought about it. He says, no, I don't need this third apple. That's it. So this is what we're talking about. So even if we can't be so exacting like these great luminaries of Torah, these great G'daylan like the Chazaynish and Rabaran, but at least to think about it. Think about such a thing that we have a certain amount of energy to expend for Torah, for mitzvahs, and as he says, it's only things that we can't do without. person needs to take a break, needs to take time off, he needs to go on vacation. Certainly yes. But, uh, you know, to give an extreme case, you know, does a person have to, a person who could afford it, does he need a different car for every day of the week? Because he wants one to be red and one to be blue and one to be white and one to be black and one to be yellow. He needs a different car every day of the week. That I think everybody would agree that certainly is gratuitous. It's certainly unnecessary for any normal human being to spend money like that. And if he's using his money like that, or it would be on any other resource that a person has, or the strengths that a person has. But if it's to the point where it's too much, that it's not for the sake of, of serving Hashem, then indeed, that would be considered lacking at the time that he's going to need it. And then he says, Vial Titla. And he mentions one other point over here. And don't be one of those who are going to use the Lu or the Ulai excuse. Chazavah says, I know those people. They say, Lu, oh, if only. Or, Ulai, oh, when this happens. He says, I know those type of people. It's amazing. A thousand years later, we still have people like that. The same, they say, Lu, he got the lamalas You know, if I would have a certain amount of money, when I get to $10 million in the bank, oh, 
Then I'll be... And, uh, I, and I, I've heard people tell this to me. They really want to give tzedakah. They really want to do so much good for the Jewish people. When they get to a certain threshold, you know, when they get to a certain amount of money, then they'll be ready to do so much. And the answer to that is twofold. First of all, if Hashem didn't give that to you, so then Hashem wants you to work within your means and still do what you can charitably, still do what you can for the better of the Jewish people. That's number one. Number two, such people, even when they get to that threshold, 10 million, oh, when I get to 20 million, then I'm going to... I just heard a Misa recently. Someone came to Rav Shach, the Ponovich Rosh Yeshiva, and says, Oi, Rebbe, there was a Yid who just... He just lost $20 million. So Roshach started to cry. <laughs> really? You know, Roshach, he, he cared for, for Jewish people. He cared for a, for a fellow Yid. He says, $20 million. He lost $20 million. So uh, they, they said, uh, yeah, Rebbe, I mean, you, you look quite, quite taken aback. He says, of course. He says, this person had $20 million at his disposal and he locked it. You know how many Jews he could have... I, I'm crying for all those Yidin that he could have helped out. Now, I'm a big talker. I don't have $20 million that I can put away in the bank. So I, but we have to think about that. Does the person need to invest $20 million? That's what he has to do. Maybe he can invest $10 million of it and then use $10 million to help out people. That's what the Chavos of is saying. person will say, oh, when I get to this amount, then... Or, when I get a certain amount of Chochmah, then I'll be able to be ready to teach other people, give it over to other people, maybe write on it. No, with the amount that you have now, you're able to do, and whatever person feels is within his capability, and he has to be honest, that's what he has to do. He says, It's over if I get to a certain amount of money, a certain amount of financial stability, then I'm going to get serious about giving it to Hashem. All similar types of excuses. He says, They are false. They're sheker. And those who try to hinge this excuse on that, they will be mistaken, they will fall, those who try to lean on that, will end up stumbling and falling. In the later program, Perik Shishi describes the people who say, I'll have tremendous bitokin on Hashem, I just need a certain amount of money in the bank, and then I'm going to have bitokin on Hashem. He calls those people the balei mashkoin, and they say, Hashem, give me a mashkin. And it's give me a nice security in the bank, nice security with my health. I'll know, I get the report, that I'm good to, to, uh, to use a lot of energy to help out the, the community. Otherwise, I'm not so sure. You know, I wanted to be careful, watch my health. So these are the excuses that a person might try. And the says, they're false. They were false a thousand years ago. They're false still today. That a person has to use honesty with himself in this cheshman over here. Agutenacht.